But I remember one day, Jim, she came in with not a small sandwich bag, but the big Ziploc sandwich bags. And she's shaking it. And it sounds like five tambourines. And, and she's just smiling. And I'm like, what's going on? What is this? I'm not joking. There must have been eight, nine, ten pill bottles in there of various sizes. And she said, do you know what this is? I said, no. She said, this is all the medication that I am no longer taking because of this program. Welcome to the Great and Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Thompson, and together we share your stories of the everyday people that changed your life. We reconnect you with your greatest influence, recognize their generosity and lessons, and inspire others to do the same. It's practical wisdom from people you never heard of, aka the Great and Famous. Welcome to The Great Unfamous. I'm your host, Jim Thompson. Thank you for joining us because this episode has been a long time coming. If you haven't joined us before, this is the podcast where we recognize the greatest influence of your life and share their lessons with the rest of us so we can apply that to our day-to-day. Then we track down your great and famous and we hear firsthand how and why they do what they do. Now, my next guest is a very special person who I've known for more than seven years. And in that time, I've learned more from him than any other person in my life. His daily five-minute chats have been the foundation of a mindset shift that's unlocked things I never thought I could do. More importantly, he's done this for thousands of people who needed a little help to believe in the potential within themselves. He's relentless in his positivity. He's authentic. He's honest. And he backs his words with actions. And there's almost nothing he hasn't seen in the personal fitness space. So yes, I'm healthier. I'm stronger. I'm probably going to live a longer life because of Jason Hoffman. But the real gift he's offered was a different way to think about myself, the world around me, and how every action begins as a thought. So when it comes to building yourself up, the most important thing Jason teaches is to develop a strong powerful, curious, positive mind. So let's hear from my mentor and great friend and learn why the people who know him love him. It's so exciting to finally have you on the podcast, my friend. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, brother, it means the world to me, man. You know, I love you and, and such kind words uh, that you just shared. Uh, yeah, it means the world to me, bro. It really, really does. You know, I like to just say to people, I just like to be a cog in the wheel. That's it. I I don't do it for a person. A person's got to do it for themselves. But as you said in your intro, if I can offer one, just one little piece of advice or share a piece of my experience, something that had a profound impact on my life, and then that becomes a catalyst for someone to be motivated or inspired to, as you said, look inside themselves and see how they can be better. Uh, that's that's all I can can ask for. So yeah, brother, I'm I'm just so so blessed that uh, that we're friends. I'm so blessed that you've been there to support me in so many ways, and uh, just happy to be here, man. Yeah, the gratitude is uh, the same on this side, man. Uh, thinking of of all the things that I've learned from you over the years and and the friendship we've developed, it's it's hard to quantify. It really is. I I, I don't have I don't have any other relationship in my life like that. For, for seven years. I really don't. Look, uh, Jason, for those folks who don't know you, can you describe describe what you're best known for? Uh, you know, what am I best known for? <laughs> Certainly not my cooking, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, Jim, I, I think you kind of touched on it. And, and I share this with, with not just you guys, my friends and my members, but just I share it with my kids. I share it every chance that I get that that we're not always in control of what happens to us, but we are in control of how we respond to what happens to us. You know, and it's just, am I, Jason Hoffman, willing to consider shifting my perspective? If I'm holding on to thoughts which create feelings and feelings then drive actions, is there a possibility that I can change my mind, change my beliefs, and the trajectory of, of the direction that I'm moving. Look, I learned a long time ago, 
from a mentor of mine. He said, we're either shrinking or we're expanding. There's no holding pattern. You know, it's like you're either living or you're dying. You know, so and that's it. I just want to continually challenge myself. You know, I've done that physically at, at very high levels and continue to do that. But there's no bigger challenge, as you know, brother, than the six inch space between the right and the left ear, uh, that mental game, uh, the mindset. So that is that's the toughest work I believe we'll ever do on this this physical plane, on the material plane is, you know, really digging in and putting in the time uh, to just move up the up, up the ladder, so to speak. So I, I guess what am I best known for is is the willingness to do that. I've certainly over the years become, I don't want to say more authentic. I think I've always been authentic. I think that I've become more willing to be vulnerable over the years. You know, we're all human beings. We have strong uh, characteristic traits and we have those that don't serve us. And I recognize that I've stopped beating myself up. I've stopped judging myself because again, it's not really going to get you anywhere. I flipped the script and said, okay, I recognize that now. What can I do to, again, change the, the, the course of the tide and move in the direction that's more conducive to me becoming a, a more actualized person and manifesting the things that I, I want in my life, the relationships that I want, the financial situation, the work-life balance, the friendships. Uh, so yeah, brother, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty well known for being a, a positive person, as you said in the intro. So there, um, for your professional career, Right. How many years, how many years have you been in personal fitness? I've been in personal fitness 35 years, you know, 23 of that was uh, with mixed martial arts. Uh, and that was just an incredible ride and an incredible experience. I would never go back and change that for anything. You know, I'm part and parcel of the man I am today because of the, the physical uh, skills that I learned. And really more importantly, we know are the mental tools the discipline, the focus of the mind, the willingness to, to push beyond your, your comfort zone. And then, uh, yeah, brother. And then after that, of course, it's been the last, you know, we're going to be celebrating 10 years here uh, this November at the Max Challenge. So uh, it's, it's just been incredible. I am so motivated. I'm so jazzed just to be with people. I love people. I, I shouldn't say just to be with people, to be with good people. And, and that's what I loved about the martial arts. And it's the same thing that I love about, about the max. If you're coming to either one of those programs, now, of course, the max, you are interested in growth, right? You recognize, you know, an area of your life that you feel like, hey, I want to change this. So when somebody walks through my door and then they're willing to commit to the time showing up, as you know, early in the morning, right? When you started training at my memory serves. That was 5 a.m., man. That was, <laughs> it was 5 a.m. Yeah, right. we call that the vampire. That's the vampire class, the 5 a.m. class. Uh, that's just, I think, an incredible person. And that's the, the type of people I want to be around because we grow in each other's presence. Uh, you've heard me say it before, but I think all too often, people give me far too much credit. I'm a cog in the wheel. I don't get in somebody's body and get them out of bed and, you know, walk them into class and move their arms and legs. And, you know, I can't think for them. They motivate themselves. So to be surrounded by people like that, and it was the same thing in the martial arts for the last 35 years, that, what a, what a privilege, man. What an honor. And I'm, I'm a better person for it because we learn so much from each other. Uh, yeah, man. I just, so 35 years. That's, that's impressive, man. That's a lifetime. Well, look, I mean, you mentioned this people come walking through your door, right? They're looking to improve their health, their strength, their fitness, their diet, their, their mental outlook. When, when you meet someone new for the first time, like where's the first place you start to help them on their journey? And I love that question, brother. I appreciate that question. Uh, you know, I would say the first place I start with them is, is making them feel safe. Right. And I'm not talking safe necessarily from being hurt, right? But when I say I want to make them feel safe, being themselves, being their authentic self, that there is going to be no judgment, that you can come in any way you want. <laughs> I guess like, like church, come as you are, <laughs> right? right, right. Um, 
Yeah, that, that's where I start with them because I think when you can do that, you bring a person's defenses down uh, quickly and you help them to realize, hey man, I don't have to be at a certain level of fitness. I don't have to be at a certain level of thinking. And pretty quickly they realize if they immerse themselves in the, the atmosphere and the culture, remember brother, that culture isn't me. That culture is you, right? That culture was Jen when she trained. That culture is every single member. But a person, I, I think, and not everybody, but most, the ones that, that stick with it realize they're in a culture that is conducive to growth and to all the things you said, to building physical strength, stamina, all right? Uh, and, and more importantly, the mental strength, because you know the, the body is an instrument of the mind. I'll say that again, the body is an instrument of the mind. You know, the body doesn't tell the mind what to do. The mind tells the body what to do. And I think a lot of people have that backwards. You know, they wake up, their body's sore, they're tired, and they go, okay. You know, when you commit, and again, it's easier said than done, uh, but when you commit, the, bo the body tells, sends that message to the mind, and the mind goes, hey, that's okay, brother. It's not in my plans. <laughs> Get up and go. So it is a process, man. It's not all steps forward. You know, two steps forward, one steps back. It's the ebb and flow, man. You know, and as Tony Robbins, one of my, you know, I, I love Tony, is it's about making your shoulds your musts. If you should do something, you'll put it off, right? Or you'll do it when it's convenient. When it's a must, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you'll do it, you know, 95 or more percent of the time. And doing anything 90% of the time is usually going to net you a pretty powerful result. So I think just starting by, by making people feel like they can be comfortable being themselves uh, lends itself to them wanting to be around. And then of course, once they're on the mat and they see how wonderful the members are, how supportive and how similar they are. I, I just, I think they find a home. You know, if you think about it, you know, I found a home, right? In my, my mixed martial arts career, like I said, 23 years. I mean, I found a home and, and at the max now coming up on 10 years, I don't dance around from thing to thing, at least not in this realm. You know, this is, I find a, a, a tribe and my tribe finds me and, and then we lock arms, bro. And, and I want to make an impact and I want to do that together. Uh, Cause it's a hell of a lot more enjoyable <laughs> as a, as a group, as you know, that. Well, you're modest, right? And you always talk about how it's not you. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's a community that works together to, you know, towards a towards a common goal. But when you have done it for 30 some years and you've set up that foundation and you showed people how to get started, how to continue, how to overcome uh roadblocks that they might that they might come across, those are the pieces that allow that community to build on itself and grow. So despite your, your modesty of it's not you, it's your, it's your clients, it's your members. True. They play a huge part in that, but you've laid the foundation for them to be successful and for them to understand what it takes to improve their own life. Well, look, Ed, for those folks that haven't been able to spend time with you, uh, just to give folks a little understanding of, of what it's like to work with, with Jason Hoffman. Um, no matter the workout, it almost always ends with two minutes, three minutes, maybe five or six of just some thoughts, right? Thought starters around what you should be thinking about, what, uh, what tools you can use, what, what things you have at your disposal to help you be successful in uh, trying to make the change that you're trying to make. So you've come across, I'm going to say thousands of people, you know, between your martial arts career and your, and your personal fitness career with the max, are there, are there a couple people, a couple stories, a couple members or clients that really stick out in your mind as uh, maybe not even success stories, but just accomplishments of like people that, that, you know, you were able to have a significant impact on. Yeah, man, you're one of them. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, brother. I couldn't happen to a better person. Yeah, I mean, there honestly, there's so many. And of course, in the martial arts, I was teaching young children too. So that is, you know, it's almost like like you watch your children grow and you see the changes over the years. You know, taking a child who who is scared of their own shadow, uh, and then 
you know, you see them six months later, a year later, just chest puffed up, not in arrogance, but in confidence, right? Uh, confidence through achievement, achievement through discipline, right? And the consistent effort uh, and, and, and they're believing in themselves. I mean, thousands of those uh, adults too. And in the max, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, Jim, one of the biggest things that I hear is uh, I've tried everything and I just, I can't do it. And okay, I don't know that you've tried everything, but, but just because you haven't done something in the past doesn't mean you can't now do it in the future. So to see somebody who said, I've tried everything, and I would say this might be one of the biggest compliments. And they say, I used to hate working out. Now I hate missing a workout. So, you know, it's like, to me, that's, that's miraculous, right? I could tell you of people who lost 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 100 pounds, sure. And that's miraculous too. But it's not always in the, in the macro. I think, you know, and I think sometimes that's where people get a little bit uh, discouraged and are off course is they're looking for this big macro change without taking the micro steps. So yeah, Jim, I mean, I've seen thousands of cases of people with no confidence, now they're confidence. People who were on medication, you know, one story that just came to my mind is it was a, a, you know, Jim, you probably remember her. Her name is Susan. And Susan was in the bus. The wheels on the bus go around. And I think, you know, and, and you may or may not know. And when I say it, it might, you know, you might remember she passed away, you know, a handful of years ago. Uh, and, and prior to that, um, you know, she was on like eight, 10 different kinds of medication. And she told me that. I want to, you know, man, I want to say this could be one of the most powerful visuals that, that I experienced, uh, not necessarily in weight loss, although she certainly had a phenomenal uh, transformation. But I remember one day, Jim, she came in with not a small sandwich bag, but the big Ziploc sandwich bags. And she's shaking it. And it sounds like five tambourines. Chicka, 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 chicka. And, and she's just smiling. And I'm like, what's going on? What is this? And there, I'm not joking. There must have been eight, nine, ten pill bottles in there of various sizes. And she said, do you know what this is? I said, no. She said, this is all the medication that I am now no longer taking because of this program. And I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> like, you know, now if you had asked her, are you at the body? You know, have you attained the body, the shape, the muscle tone that you want? She would have said, nope. But if you had said, are you happy with your accomplishment? Are you happy with your progress? She would have said, yep. I mean, so that, that, that was one that, that definitely, as we were talking, and again, thank you for the question, uh, that was incredible to just think that that woman used to put all those pills in her body and then no longer needed to uh, is, was just incredible. Yeah, I remember that. It was stunning. It really was. Well, and it's funny because you think about those success stories and you think about it's the it's the athlete that was able to do the Spartan run. But the stories that you talk about are all emotionally based victories, right? Yeah. They're they're about levels of confidence, levels of happiness. And because when you think about it, what is better than me having giant biceps? Or me being happy, me being more fulfilled, more confident, more excited. You would trade that in a heartbeat for giant biceps, right? And and you come in thinking like, that's really what I want. And you realize like, no, that's not really what I want. It's yeah, something, no. something else. There's something bigger than that. Most people come and go and I want the body. I want, I want the scale to say this number. I want the waist uh, circumference to be this. And that's fine. God bless. Have a goal. Let's crush it. But you, you just hit the nail on the head. They find out 
that they might not get exactly what they came for in the physical realm, although I believe they stick with it long enough and, of course, <laughs> do the right thing nutritionally, they'll get pretty damn close. It, it, it's the emotional. They, they, they get what they need, man. They get what they need. Well, look, all the lessons that you've taught me over the years, that there's so many, we, there's no way we could start to unpack them all. One of your sayings is, you know, hey, think about the people you spend time with right? You are going to be an amalgamation, uh, an aggregation of, you know, the five people you spend the most time with. So be very thoughtful about the people that you spend time with, because that is going to have a huge impact on you, your mindset, what you do, what you don't do. So number one, you've been one of my top five people for, for seven years. It's made a huge impact, right? But the other thing that you've done for me is you've introduced me to voices, different ways of thinking, different books, different podcasts, different speakers that have other thoughts, other perspectives on how to grow. You know, when you think about those voices, the Tony Robbins, I mean, you introduced me to, to Gary Vaynerchuk, who I ended up working for, you know, for two years. Talk a little bit about beating your head, what you put in and how important that is. Diet isn't just what you put in your mouth and that you digest, right? Diet is the content you consume, whether it's reading, whether it's listening, as you said, to podcasts and audio, certainly the, the company that you keep and the people that you surround yourself with, that's your diet. And, and just like healthy food is so integral to a, a finely tuned, uh, efficient running body, <laughs> so too is the other part, the outside. Tony Robbins would absolutely be one of him. I just love Tony. I love the way he delivers his, his content. You know, he's no longer with us. Jim Rohn uh, is just absolutely prolific. How do you spell that? Uh, I think it's R-O-H-N. So, you know, Neville Goddard. If you've never listened to Neville, Neville's a lot older. I mean, we're going back, gosh, into the 50s, maybe. Bob Proctor, who, again, God rest his soul, recently passed, like, within the last, I don't even know, five months, uh, you know, regarded as pretty much the pinnacle of, of experts in the area of human performance and manifestation. You know, Bob, uh, literally, Jim, for 60-some-odd years, carried the book uh, Think and Grow Rich mm -hmm. around with him. There was no one more deeply learned on the planet Earth about the principles Napoleon Hill, uh, Think and Grow Rich, than, than Bob Proctor. And that is really the principles he taught. It's like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. That teacher doesn't have to be in physical form. That teacher, to your point, what do you consume? What's your diet? You know, is what books are you picking up? And, and I just find that so fascinating that there have always been and, and you know, because the work is so hard, as I said earlier in the podcast, it's the hardest work you'll ever do is working on the six inch space between the years and stamina. Well, you can't just do one work out a, a week or one work out a month and be like, hey, well, why aren't I getting, you know, stronger and, and more fit? You know, this stuff, the, the mental muscle, the mind, I mean, I think you have to work it 10 times as hard, 10 times as consistently. And, and uh, that is, so those, those books are, I just love them. And, you know, I'm a big Audible fan. I, I, I spend more time in the car with the kids going to sports. And, you know, my commute from where I live here uh, in Middletown to, you know, to Edison, it's 20 minutes tops. But dude, in that 20 minutes, you know, each way, I could throw on an audio book and, and just download information. Because like I said earlier, so many things we can't control and I'm not saying it's easy, but we can always control how we respond if we are willing to accept another pers you know, perspective. And as you know, I want to finish with this final thought on this, that question and this topic is when I share with people, it is never from the soapbox. You guys, my members, my friends, when I share this type of conversation, these mat chats, as we call them. I am talking to myself, only person I'm talking to. And if you get something from it, you guys are just the beneficiaries of a conversation that I'm having with myself. 
It's me on a daily basis sharing a, a little pearl of wisdom, a little nugget. Hey, jackass, you better be listening because I know that's who I'm talking to, I'm talking to myself. And if the people around me can get something from that or glean uh, something that's impactful, oh man, well, there, there's the real treasure. That's the beautiful thing. If you speak something that you believe in yourself and it's actually a message to yourself, I've done that with my Twitter account. Sometimes I'll send a tweet, you know, today's the day, all right? That message is for me. It's not for anybody else. I would add one of the voices that's been really helpful for me is a podcast by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss for me is one of my favorite go-tos because he interviews world-class thinkers, best-in-class people in all fields. And uh, I think it's fantastic to listen to everyone from a military general to a, to a dancer, to a chef, to a movie producer, but like what they have in common being exceptional at their particular specialty. And you know what they have in common? Mindset. That's what they have in common. Their yeah. bodies might look totally different, right? The dancer might look different than the Navy SEAL, might look different than the chef. The Michelin rated chef might look different than the gymnast, but where they are the same in so many places is the mindset is the six inch space between the years. And I can't say that enough. So while I spend a lot of time, uh, as do you working on the body, I spend equally, uh, and, and often more time working on the mental game because mindset is everything. You, know, you talk about knowledge that's been out there forever. One of the books I'm reading right now is Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Wow. It's exactly what we're talking about. These are meditations that he wrote to himself as the emperor of Rome while he's on military campaigns. And this is his own self-talk. It's his own message to himself about how he needs to be better, how he needs to think about life never intending anyone to ever read this or for it to be published. And so you read through these messages of what Marcus Aurelius is talking to himself about. That self-talk, you know, is the foundation of a lot of the, the stoic beliefs that emanated from, from Greece and Rome. All is as thinking makes it so. And so I read that and I'm like, looked it up and like, wait, what does that mean? And it means all is as you think of it. Wherever you think it is, that's what it is. That's your truth. Absolutely. That's, that's, it. that's been around since the age of Romans. Yeah. I'm going to have right? to definitely read that. Thanks for sharing that. That's cool, man. Well, look, let's uh, bring it back to earth a little bit. Incredibly successful, impactful, inspirational person that you are. What about the flip sides? What about the things that you've struggled with? If you think about some of the things that you regret, in other words, if you went back and and did it all over again, I would have done this differently. You know, my parents got divorced when I was young. And although my father was in my life, he wasn't in my life, right? Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I regret really anything because every experience, every win, every loss, every fuck up, every bad decision, every brilliant decision, every lucky decision, right? Has made me who I am today. So if I could go back, the only thing that I would do is, you know, believe in myself more when I was younger, take more risks, or at least put myself out there more when I was younger to fail, because I was absolutely not that person that that came along, you know, probably in my, my later teens when I started martial arts. And even then it was probably you know, a year into my training where I started to develop a different self-image. You know, I shared the other day that, uh, you know, the book that I'm rereading now or, and or listening to on Audible is, uh, you know, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, which some people consider that the first book in the genre of self, self-help. But, you know, uh, there's a line in that book that says, we can never outgrow the image we have of ourselves. Therefore, our future is predicated on a mental blueprint. So there was, you know, self-esteem issues that I had growing up. And I think the way I combated that was being super friendly and super high energy and playful. And I mean, I'm like that in my nature, but yeah, I, I really appreciate that question because that is what I would 
change. You know, it's like the saying, if yourself now, if your older self could go back in time and tell your younger self something, it would be, you're worthy, man. You're worthy, right? Because that was my personal lie. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. You're not worthy. You know, and that took a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fucking years of therapy and a lot of, a lot of time and consideration to really uncover that, to dig that up from the, uh, you know, from the earth. Like, wow, dude, when I was a young kid and who knows, was it rooted in, oh, my, my mom and dad got divorced. Daddy left because of me. I, I don't know. You know, the one thing I've never done is blame. I don't blame anybody. I don't blame my parents. That's like victim mentality, man. You know, that's like you ever want to be anchored in the past. That's a surefire way to get there is blame, <laughs> blame someone, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, things happen to everybody, good things and bad things and, and unfortunate things, but we always have the choice to move forward. So, yeah, I would just, I would go back and tell my younger self, Hey man, you're worth it. And you're, you're, you're awesome. You're beautiful. You're perfect. You're, you know, you're brilliant. You could do anything because and maybe one of the reasons, Jim, that I'm so passionate about, you know, this type of, of material and certainly about sharing it is because nobody shared it with me when I was younger. And my life might have looked a whole lot different. You know what I'm saying? Had these, this wisdom, had somebody been there to share this with me. So although, again, dude, I love where I'm at. Like, I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't know all my wonderful, you know, members in Edison. I wouldn't have had the experience of, of training my body to be a, a, a finely tuned freaking, you know, weapon if, if it needs to be, you know? So while I, I might be somewhere different, doing something different, man, you know, you can't go back. You can't go backwards. You can only go forward. So now I'm just going to use, you know, hopefully the very, very many years that I have left on the planet, getting in the head and, and just becoming the, the best person that I could be, the best husband that I could be, the best father, the best friend, the best coach. Uh, and that's it. And that's going to be a, a process and a long one, but I'm fully committed to it for myself. And I'm always, always happy and willing to share it with the people that I feel in my heart that are not that the people that are worthy because we're all worthy, but the people who are ready to receive it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, yeah, that's what I would change. That's great. Jay. Yeah. As you look back at the folks that you've helped, people have come to you looking to change their life in some form or another. What do you see in common with the people who are successful and what do you see in common with the people who struggle? Yeah, that's such a, a profound question, man. What do I see in common with the people that are successful? Uh, you know, like I said a, a few moments ago, I think it's the mindset. I think it's the will to persevere in spite of the, the willingness to be uncomfortable, right? It's like the farther you, you step outside your comfort zone, the sweeter the fruit, man, the, the greater the rewards. So that, you know, that's what I see in common. I think it's more than intellect and which is where I got all crossed up as a young kid. You know, it's like, oh, I don't feel smart and you have to be smart to be successful. No, you have to, you have to have wisdom, wisdom and intelligence, I think are two entirely different things. You know, in the, in the book, Wallace Waddles, the science of getting rich, which is an interesting title, not just monetarily, physically, everything that you can think of when you think of rich, fulfilled, you used the word earlier, being fulfilled. He says, people don't get rich by doing certain things. They get rich by doing things a certain way. So, you know, when you say, what are the successful people people have in common? They do things a certain way. To be open to learning more. There's so many things. Of course, pushing outside of your comfort zone. They say that the, the top three things that most successful people have in common is uh, they see themselves as, as they come from a place of massive action. They take massive action. That's, that's one of the things. The other thing is failure is not in their mental construct. That word failure, get it out. It's gone. You either win or you learn. It's not win or lose. 
you, you don't, you know, succeed or fail. Failure is just, hey, I, I learned another way that doesn't work. I'm going to redirect, uh, you know, course correct and go about it more intentionally. Uh, and then the, the third thing is I blame no one. So I, I take massive action, failure, bullshit failure. I just learned a way that doesn't work, go at it again. And then I don't blame anybody. The buck stops with me, good or bad. I fail, it's on me. I succeed, it's on me. And then the people who struggle, honestly, brother, just flip that coin. It's the opposite. They blame. They are stuck in the past. I've tried everything. I can't. I've tried so many times. uh, And I just don't think that this is going to be different. I think the people that struggle are looking for convenience over the process. So I think that that people who struggle look for shortcuts. They look for the, the magic pill and the magic diet and the magic workout and the thing is that circumstance, they're waiting for it. You have to manifest. You have to create that circumstance. You got to create your own luck, man. So those are just some of the ways. And, you know, I just want to add there that those people are beautiful human beings. Uh, I'm no better than them. We're no better than them. And, and it's just some people might go their whole life and never care about, you know, they just think they're stuck. And, you know, I, my heart goes out to them. I wish they find a time and a place in their journey where they consider the potential of what they could be. And I just choose the other path. I choose the path of, I know I could be better. You know, what, what are the attributes I need to work on? And as we always say, you don't say, when I get there, I'll be that person, man. You got to be that person long before you get there. You got to think like that person, act like that person, talk like that person, walk like the person you want to become. And in doing so, your path, you know, will lead you there. It's not when I get there, I will know you got to start now, you know, so it's, it's so counterintuitive because you have to change your perspective to thinking like there's a finish line, whereas no, it's, it's the starting line. Like that's the line you have to cross You cross the starting line. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I think a lot of people spend their life doing is looking for that outside event and circumstance to happen. And yeah, you, 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 as well as I know that, that, that day's not coming, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to participate. Right. Yeah. Well, look, I know you and I've talked about this a little bit when, when you look back, right. To the people that you've met along the way that have helped you find your path. I'm sure there are many. And as I talk to people, they struggle with this because there are, so many people that helped them along the way, but is there anyone that stands out for you that was particularly critical at a juncture in your life that set you on a direction to where you are today? Well, yeah. I mean, the first one was, was my martial arts instructor, like master tiger showman, because as I said, my father wasn't in my life uh, and he became a father figure to me. Although, you know, we're not too far apart in age, maybe, you know, seven, eight years. Um, that was just a, a man with laser focus, determination, discipline, toughness, everything, Jim, that I lacked, right? I said, what would I do? I would go back when I was, uh, you know, what would I change? Do I regret anything? No, I don't, but you heard what I would change. So he was the person that introduced me to a way of discovering that and cultivating those tools within myself to become mentally tough, physically tough, disciplined, determined to set and achieve goals, to be confident. So dude, that was, that was powerful. I mean, that led to a 23 year career, two years prior, uh, you know, two, two and a half years as a student. And then beyond that, as an instructor, right? So he's definitely one of them. I told you about, you know, my chiropractor, Mark Johnson, who has just been a constant in my life you know, Mark is a healer. Mark isn't just, hey, lay down, crack your bones. Mark adjusts you spiritually first and then physically or simultaneously. You may or may not know it, but <laughs> you may or may not know it, but you're getting it, man. You know, and, and I shared the story with you about, about a, an event that I'll never forget in, in uh, you know, my life with him. If you'd like me to share it, I certainly I would love it. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was in my like literally early 20s. I'm talking shit, 22, I don't know, 21, 22, 23, just starting out with my mixed martial arts franchise, 
struggling financially, you know, figuring out business because I'm not a business guy. I'm a people guy. Like I love people. And how do you run a business? You know, so I figured out, oh, you hire someone who's way better than you and smarter than you at business. Right. But, you know, Mark was really the person who set me off on my my journey of, of personal and professional development, because there was an event coming up uh, in Eatontown. And Eatontown is just about, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes away from, from us. And, and the funny thing was, it was called Loving Relationships Training, LRT. And he's like, dude, you, you should come. And I'm like, love it. Like, I'm not in a relationship, bro. He goes, you're in a relationship with yourself. And I was like, well, that's deep. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. He was like, brother, we all have shit. We got to heal. You know, this isn't just about couples, although, yes, a majority of the people there are couples, but there'll be, you know, people that have just gotten divorced, you know, whatever, you know, and, and then I was really intrigued. So I said, all right, yeah, remind me about it next time. And he goes, okay. So, you know, a couple of weeks went by. He goes, hey, man, that thing's coming up, you know we got you, let's go. You should come and I do it. It'll change. And I trust Mark implicitly. And Mark again was a person I wanted to emulate, you know, spiritually successful. Um, and, and, and really at that time it was, I think like two or 300 bucks and, in in you know, in what, so that's, that's 92, nine. Yeah. 90, 92, 93. I was like, I don't, fucking have 200, 300 bucks to do that, you know, is really what I, I, I was thinking inside my head. And I think he intuitively knew that. And, and finally, I just said, dude, I, I just, I, I can't, I just can't afford it. And with that, he just opens up his wallet, Jim, and throws down three $100 bills. He goes, now you can. And he goes, and if you don't fucking take it, you're not my friend. I was like, all right, brother, man. Thank you. I'll, I'll pay you back as soon as again. I don't care if you ever pay me back. You know, he goes, you can pay me back by going. You know, that's what makes Mark so remarkable is, you know, a lot like me is he loves people authentically and really. It doesn't matter who you are. And he does what he does because he loves people. He doesn't do what he does because of the money. Um, he does what he does because he loves people. And that was just such a profound moment in my life because a, the generosity and the graciousness uh, and the wisdom to know that I needed it more than I even knew I needed it, right? And then to say, hey, here's the money, brother. Now you got no bullshit excuse. We're going and we're going together. And I shit you not, dude, that changed the trajectory of my life, uh, of the way I, I thought in relationships, of the way I thought in, in, in the relationship with myself, of, who I wanted to become of the information that I needed to surround myself with to become that person. Right. So, yeah. So Mark is, uh, you know, he's, a uh, he's, he's, he's a brother, man. I, I love him. And, uh, I know you met him right once or twice. I did. Yeah. I've met Mark. I've met Mark a couple of times. Yeah. Special, special human being, man, special human being. So that's, that's incredible to think about that, that juncture, right. Of all the, of all the things that you've talked about up until now, and to think that there was a time before that, where you didn't really think about personal development or how to grow as a human being, as much as how to grow as a, you know, uh, an athlete. So on this podcast, a lot of times, most of the people I talk to are exceptionally modest. So I'll ask you to try and put that aside for a second. You know how much you've helped me uh, during our time together. Um, have you ever paused to think about all the people whose lives you've positively impacted over the last 35 years? You know, brother, I appreciate that. And my answer would simply be probably not enough and probably not for long enough. Right. But uh, I suppose I'll get there one day. <laughs> Suppose I'll get there. No, dude, it, it really is. It's, it's humbling. I mean, it could bring me to tears, you know, just to know that, that I, I've, I, I've been able to, again, be that catalyst, be just, and that's all a catalyst and a cog in the wheel that inspired somebody. You know, another dear friend of mine who's had a huge impact on my life, who happens to be one of Mark's best friends as well. You know, he gave me a small little gift one year. 
uh, at the martial arts school. And all it was was a, a ceramic little ornament that you can hang on a thumbtack on the wall, on a nail, on a hook, you put it on the Christmas tree. And it was this simple, Jim. It said, to teach is to touch a life forever. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think I would probably have a breakdown if I really sat and thought about it. And, and at the same time would be completely just overwhelmed with gratitude and, and humility that, that I've been able to do that. And, and, you know, certainly very, very, uh, very proud. I chose a, a, a course that would not only impact me, but that would allow me to impact, impact others in, in the ways that you're mentioning. So, yeah. Well, you, you definitely have done that far more than you believe you have. And the beautiful, thing, the beautiful thing about that is the people that you're going to impact from this point forward is, is going to dwarf what you've already done. Amen, brother. Yeah, that, that's my goal, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm not even close to where I want to be doing what I want to do with who I want to do with making the impact that I want to make. I made a decent dent so far, but you know, this is the beginning brother. And, and, you know, I've said this before and we've talked about it, man. I want you there, you know, in, in, in multiple capacities for that journey. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome, brother. I appreciate you so much, uh, as much as you do me. And I couldn't be more, more proud of you. I couldn't be more, more excited for you that you had the vision for this podcast. Cause I remember you telling me about it when you were, you know, fleshing it out. And I, I right. If you remember, I said, Jim, yeah. I said, dude, you're on to something here, man. It's like, you're on to something. What a powerful, powerful, not only a powerful platform, but what you're allowing people to do and to hear and to discover Oh my gosh, dude. So I wish you nothing but the, the utmost success with, with, you know, with all things, of course, but certainly this, because I, I think there is immeasurable value in this, this podcast. And I just can't wait to see how it, uh, you know, transforms and, and how it morphs and, and uh, evolves is, is the word I was looking for. So God bless you, man. I appreciate that, Jay. It's it's fulfilling on so many levels. It's it's been greater than I I, I could have imagined. But the uh, well, let's do this uh, for the folks that are listening right now, folks that know you, and I'm sure there will be plenty, and folks that don't know you. What is something that somebody listening now could do that would that would make you proud? Something. All right. Yeah, man. Something that anybody, whether I know them or don't know them could do is, is pick something not huge, not, you know, gargantuan, pick something small that you've said you were going to do that you've wanted to do. And for whatever reason, whether it was fear, whether it was doubt, whether it was feeling like I don't have the resources or intelligence and do that thing back to Maxwell Maltz's saying if we cannot outgrow the image we have of ourselves, well, then how do we, you know, change that blueprint? And, and I, I just go back to follow through. So, you know, if you said, I'm, I'm you know, if it was something like, well, I, I kept saying I want to run a marathon, so I'm going to commit to running the New York marathon in what, that might be a little too big, but like something small, like you might just say, hey, I, I've been wanting to clean up my diet. One day, commit to eating healthy. Commit to cutting out some junk. Uh, and it doesn't have to be eating. It could be exercise. You know, you've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And COVID did not make that easy for a couple of years, for sure. Guess what? Wake up tomorrow and go for a walk. Go for a light jog. It doesn't have to be far. Do 10 push-ups. If you can't do 10 push-ups, do five. If you can't do five, do one. Just get started. Just freaking get started. Just you're listening to this and there's something that you've wanted to do. I would say start small, make it make make it reasonable, something that you can do and just do it. Just start taking action in the direction of of fulfilling that that goal. Because man, when you do, your self-image will change. I, I can't say that enough, Jim. I, I always try to be 
a person of, of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, then I want to do it. Am I perfect all the time? No. Uh, a lot of the time, more often than not, absolutely. Because, you know, I just, I think the quickest way to destroy your self-image is to keep saying you're going to do things and then not follow through. Because, man, it's okay, you know, what other people think about you. You know, what's the saying? That it's none of our business what other people think about us, <laughs> right? But what you think about yourself, man, you might let other people down. Okay, so be it. You know, that's, that's for them to process but letting yourself down continually, it, it's just, it's, it's really, uh, it's harmful. So yeah, brother, that's all. I would just say to anybody, pick something you've wanted to do and freaking get started. You might not accomplish it, you know, after the first day or two days, but just get started. And you know what? Know that you have what it takes inside you. That reminds me, I, I, I forget the book and the person, but you know, it said something to the effect that, you know, God has given us every resource we need. He, he imbued in us all the skills, the talents, just everything that we could ever need to make an impact on the world. And it should be our mission to cultivate those things, to use those things to make an impact on ourselves and others. That was his gift to us, right? His gift to us was, First of all, this this incredible you know experience on the the human plane, the physical plane. Our gift to him should then be, and I believe me, I'm not a religious person. I'm not preaching God here, so please don't. I don't want you to construe it as that. And if you do, that's freaking awesome, also, right? <laughs> but it's just our Creator, let's say, has given us everything we need. That was His gift, and our gift back should be to freaking cultivate those those gifts and those talents and those skills and sitting on your ass and saying you're going to do things and continually not following through is, is, is not going to help you. And it's certainly not going to help those around you. So that's it, man. Honor, honor the gifts that you've been given and uh, start, start to build a track record of starting. That's it, brother. I love it. A track, yep. Start to build a track record of starting. That's it, man. And stay the course. It's not going to be easy. But then again, any you know destination that's worthwhile arriving at, it's never easy. So stay the course. You know you're going to fall down and scrape your knee and bump your chin and bloody your nose. Just wipe it off. Get back up and keep going. Surround yourself with the people who are going to support you and cheer you on and encourage you. Right. Consume the right diet, the mentally especially. Right. And. Uh, and you're going to have a hell of a lot better chance of getting there. Well, Jay, inspirational as always. I hope you take away some of this for your own self to realize the impact you've had on, on me and countless others. And I appreciate you sharing your story, uh, the impact that Mark you know, and your, your sensei had on you and how we can all take away many lessons from your life and, and how you approach things. Thank you for the time. Thank you for giving yourself like you always do. Thanks for listening. Before you go, I would ask you to please do one thing. Please consider this simple question. Who is the most influential person in your life? Would you have that answer? I would love to tell your story. You can nominate Your Great Unfamous on Twitter or Instagram at GR8Unfamous. If you want to do it privately, there's a link for that as well. But if you do none of that, at least let this person know what they mean to you. It could mean the world to them. Until the next episode, take care and be kind.